This is Tin Pod Radio. Uh, I'm Rick Shea from Famous Faces and Funnies Comic and Toy Store in Melbourne, Florida. So to start things off, you want to give uh, people a little introduction to yourself? Uh, yeah. Um, my like, um, my name's uh, Josh Bauer. I'm an artist. Some uh, some people in the Florida area may know me better as JB Designs or simply JB. Uh, I am a uh, I guess a painter is the easiest way to call myself. I do uh, acrylic canvas canvas paintings. Uh, I also paint on skateboards every now and then. I do superheroes, my own line of fairies, pop culture icons, uh, a little bit of everything. Cool. Uh, have you been, uh, it's a weird question kind of, I know, but people get asked, have you been an artist all your life? Um, I would say yeah. Uh, the, I remember I, I doodled all the time when I was a kid. Like my mom it always says that when I was younger, she always made sure to have like something to draw and or to draw with wherever we went. If we went to a restaurant or somewhere to go do something with some people. The best way to keep me busy was to give me a pen or a pencil and some paper. So uh, as far as I can remember, I have been doing some kind of art. I never realized what I could do until probably um, actually high school. I did a little bit of like, cause you have to do certain art classes through middle school and elementary and stuff, but they didn't like really dive into my creativity and I didn't really understand what I could do until I got into high school and started doing, I think I took every uh, art class available through high school. Uh, and I started realizing that I had a talent for it and, and a passion for art. Uh, besides high school, are you mainly self-taught or do you take any uh, more classes in art? Uh, I'm pretty much self-taught. I did, you know, the the little bit in high school. Um, I didn't go to an art school or anything like that. So everything that I've been able to do up till now is, um, you know, uh, talent from my dad's side of the family. My uh, dad and his mom were very talented artists. Uh, my grandma was uh, an amazing painter and drawer. Uh, she used to paint. I actually have one of her old paintings. Uh, uh, it was two bunnies in a hat, and the bunnies look super real. So it's uh, it's you know talent from that side of the family, and then just watching other people how they do stuff. I'll watch some YouTube tutorials here and there, and then just lots of lots and lots of practice. Uh, cool. Uh, you talk about uh, be- having painters in a family. Is that why you chose more of a painting side for your art? Actually, um, I kind of fell into the painting thing. I, I originally started with drawing and sketching and, uh, uh, sh- you know, pencil drawings. And then when I got into one of my classes in high school, because uh, I never was really into the painting when I was a kid, uh, but I think it was sophomore, junior year, uh, I got into a drawing and painting class. And at some point, we ended up having to do paintings and uh, got into it a little bit there, but just it didn't click at that time i did uh, a teen titans painting and then another um like a like a scenic painting and then after i got done with school and was kind of i i didn't do art a little bit after i graduated and then something made me want to start doing it more so i got into it a little bit more and then after i moved from ohio to florida uh, i got an itch to try painting again and that was about uh six or seven years ago now so I, I got back into the painting realized that i had a really good talent for that and have been doing it ever since then uh what's your uh, fa- favorite source favorite. sort of stuff to work on like uh subject wise 
Um, I don't know. It's uh, I kind of my main thing right now has been the superheroes. Um, I do a, a lot of superhero stuff. Like uh, I've done Spider-Man, Batman, Harley Quinn. Yeah, you know all kinds of different characters. I really love doing those. Um, but I've been wanting to do the last couple years um, something that's more of my own, and I own 100%. So I've been working on my own line of fairies for the last two years, and those have been really fun to draw, uh, or draw and paint. I work with um, different cosplayers, friends of mine, uh, models from all around Florida, and uh, I've actually worked with a couple other people that are like in California or the United Kingdom, and I take uh, pictures of them that I, I really think would be a great fairy and redraw their outfits and add wings and make them look like fairies. Oh, cool. Um, well, just a uh, quick thing about like you doing superhero stuff and stuff. What What's your thing that sells the most, you think? Um, Harley Quinn used to sell a lot. Uh, I have, I think I have, because I love painting her so much i have four different prints at the moment of harley of uh different variations so she sell was selling when i first started about five or six years ago in the convention scene she was really selling really well um so uh, it, she still sells pretty well now i've got a good flow of um different characters so i don't know what's like the hot one for me right now it kind of is like a big mix of everything like uh, and it also depends on the show. I do um, what I call mini canvases. They're 8 by 10 uh, original paintings, but they're only for $20 each. Those sell like hotcakes when I go to a convention because they're smaller, they're actually originals, and um, they're they're affordable for people. So instead of just buying another copy of a print, somebody can get a original painting done by me, but they can also you know afford it and fit it into their house. Uh, you talk about going to conventions and stuff. Uh, do you do a lot of conventions? Um, I was for a little while. Uh, the last two years, I kind of slowed down a little bit. Last year, I went back to school um, for a little while, so I took kind of like a break from the conventions. And then this year, I've kind of been kicking back into it. Um, the Florida conventions have been a little weird the last couple years. It's almost getting oversaturated. So you go to some of these smaller conventions and either there's not a lot of people there or the people that come there don't have a lot of money. And this even happens at some of the big conventions anymore. You get so many of these shows and so many of these people coming out that it's you run into a lot of people that, oh, I don't have the wall space. I don't have the room. I don't have the money, blah, 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 blah. So I've cut down a lot of the small conventions and have been focused more on the bigger ones and then also trying to just get my presence online uh, growing and then trying to do um, like art shows and art events in and around the area. Oh, cool. Do you remember the first convention you did? Yeah, actually it was, um, it was Ocala Comic Con. Um, it was actually their first year and my first year. Uh, I bought a, I think I bought a table and then I ended up because uh, I do a lot of advertising for when I'm going to places, and I make sure to tag the um, the event I'm going to be in. So they were very appreciative of that, and they've had some cancellations. So they put me in this nice big corner and gave me an extra table and everything as a thank you for what I, you know, helping them advertise. And uh, yeah, that was very cool and very terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> uh, what was the last convention you went to? Uh, where was the last one? The very last one I did was Infinity Con 
uh, up in Lake City. It's about three hours from me here in Longwood. Um, it was a, a smaller convention. I had some friends going to it because uh, I'm friends with different artists, cosplayers, you know, all kinds of people that are in through the convention scene. And uh, they were doing it, so I decided I would uh, add it in last minute. And uh, it, that was one of those shows that it, it's a great show, and I'm not saying anything bad about the show. It just did not work well for me. There was a lot of the people that just uh, weren't into buying and weren't, you know, either bought really small stuff or just kept walking around and weren't interested in what I was selling. So, uh, yeah, the last the last show didn't go so well for me. Hmm. What do you think uh, that causes it? Is it the oversaturation and people just don't have as much money to go to every convention and spend a lot? Yeah, I think it really is the oversaturation because if, uh, if you look, I mean, I swear every weekend has at least two conventions or every other weekend has one. So every time you turn it around, um, there's another convention and another convention, and it's just it's too much. People, you know, when I first moved down here, there I don't even think there was half of what there is now. And you build up to shows like shows like MegaCon or Tampa. You build up and up and up, and people save up their money. So when everybody gets there, the artist has a bunch of new stuff, and so and, and the fans have a lot of money built up, and they didn't spend it at the three shows before that or whatever. Um, I've heard it's more just a Florida thing because there's not this many conventions in other areas. I mean, uh, my original home, uh, Ohio, there's not that many conventions at all. There's maybe one every three to four months if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. And they just got a Wizard World up there in the last couple of years, I think. Um, so it's it, Florida's a different beast compared to some of these other areas. Uh, what's your favorite thing about like uh, being a artist at a convention uh being an artist at a convention huh i love seeing my friends it's uh i actually get you know a little bummed out when i don't get to see uh or don't go to a show for a while like last year when i was in school uh because there you would think when i first got into this like six years ago <clears throat> i was going to megacon as a fan for a few a uh, few years and you think like all these artists are um in competition or against each other and you wouldn't think that there's friends made and they but it, there is i mean it's one giant community and they all support each other and i've made so many friends and acquaintances and you know people that are so awesome just doing the convention scene uh it, it could be artists it could be other vendors cosplayers um, there's also people like the, uh, a group called the Orlando Collector Deviants. They're a family that go to conventions, uh, pretty much every convention that they can get into. And they advertise the show. They advertise the artists and vendors. They talk about stuff. They meet and interview different people, be it uh, the artists or guests that are going to be there. And it's, it's so cool to realize, you know, you kind of sit there and look back after six years of doing it and how many friends you've made and there's there's even people and i feel bad sometimes but uh there's people that have come up to me either out and about or at shows and go hey josh how's it going how are you and i don't remember them but they know me from either this or this or this and it's uh it's it's cool to have people follow and support you that you don't even realize that are following and supporting you yeah uh what's your least favorite thing about conventions <laughs> i don't know that's a tricky question um I don't know. There, 
sometimes there's certain fans and this might may get me some heat but you know that's how i roll there's certain fans and certain types of fans that just grind your gears when you're at a show uh some of them are cosplayers there's there's uh and for people that may not may be listening and don't know what a cosplayer is it's a um a person that dresses up like a superhero uh, or, or their favorite comic book character, movie character, you know, whatever it be. Or they can just dress up in a silly outfit and they're cosplaying. Uh, the the range varies there. Um, but there's some cosplayers that are super into their um, their cosplay, their character. Uh, the most infamous one right now are some of these Deadpool cosplayers. They get so into the character and act so much like the character that they, they cause trouble. And they may not know it or not, but... You know they'll they'll go and a bunch of Deadpool cosplayers will uh, make a conga line or a big dancing group, which is fun and all for the guests and for other people watching. But if you're a vendor or an artist, they may be standing in front of your booth and killing your chance to make uh, uh, money or meet people. You know if they're standing and crowding all in front of your booth, you're not selling at that moment. Yeah. So yeah that. The the certain people are uh, probably my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it comes to your like your artwork and stuff, mm-hmm. what do you think's the biggest misconception people have about maybe your artwork or artwork in general for people that are selling at conventions? Um, for my artwork personally, uh, a lot of people don't understand what I do. Um, they come up and I now most of the time I work a little bit different than some of the artists. Uh, there's different areas you can go into a, as an artist. You can get Artist Alley, which is usually an eight to six foot table. You get a little bit of space to display and a little bit of you know stuff around you, um, but you're very limited on what you can show off. I usually get vendor booths, which are around 10 by 10 uh, foot booths, and I bring everything I can fit into my car to show off. So I have all my canvases sitting around me. I have little canvases. I have skateboard decks that are painted. I have large paintings, small paintings, and then I have all my prints. And a lot of people come up with the amount of stuff I have and the variety of what my art looks like. Um, they either think they, – they never understand that I'm the artist. Uh, a lot of the times they look at my wife and think she's the artist because I'm also a person that's very – um out there when i'm at my booth um i'll yell at people if they like comment they go oh that's a really nice painting and then keep walking i'll say you know yell at them to come back and most of the time artists aren't that outgoing so a lot of times people don't think i'm the artist or they think i'm selling several different people's artwork or things of that nature so that that's what's one of the things with uh with my artwork with artwork in general a lot of people don't understand how long this takes even if it's because uh, there's a lot more of the digital artists now where they're working and creating their artwork on a computer instead of creating it on a canvas or paper um, so you don't have that you know like that original canvas like I have their their original work is in the computer but it still takes a very long time and people do not understand that when you when you have an art piece on the table and it's for X amount of dollars and they're like, oh, geez, that's just so much money. You don't understand. These people don't understand how much you pour into one piece of artwork. It, it, it could take it could take a day. It could take weeks. It could take months. I've had a my longest piece took six months because I worked on it for three months, had such problems with it. I hit it and then it took another couple months to finally finish it. And people just don't understand that and just see the price tag and go, uh, that's ridiculous, and walk away. 
Uh, do you do commission artwork? So I'm very funny with my commission work. Um, I was taking commissions for a while, and then I got a little backed up. I'm one of those people, and uh, every artist is a little different. Um, I like working on what I want whenever I want. And if I don't have the good feeling for it or the idea for it, I can't make it. I don't force myself. It just it'll come out like crap. Um, so right now I currently not taking any commissions because I am a little behind. And also there's a lot of other stuff I want to do. So when I do take commissions, I tell people I'm like, okay, you can put the deposit down. We can, you know, I will put it on the to do list, but you may not get it for six months. I had I just finished a Doctor uh, Strange piece. Uh, two weeks ago that's been sitting on the shelf since December um, just because I did not have that feeling for it or that idea for it or that passion basically uh, until about three weeks ago and then I finally got the drawing done and then knocked out the painting in a weekend it just I'm one of those people that I don't once you start forcing it and go okay you have to create this create this create this create this it blocks my head and messes me all up that I can't create anything yeah, um, when you talked about doing your own stuff with, like, your fairy characters, are you mm -hmm. looking to make those into uh, story characters or, like, a comic, or are you looking just to, to do the single pieces for them? Just the single pieces. I'm not really a comic book artist. Uh, I don't – I've never, never been interested in doing that. The only thing I would be interested in doing of anything comics, which has always been my favorite part of comics, is the uh, – uh, the comic cover. I have more comics just because of the comic, uh, the cover art, uh, than the actual story on the inside. So when it comes to the fairies, I like to tell, have a little bit of, excuse me, a little bit of a story, uh, to them. Um, but it's, it's more just standalone pieces. And then each, I actually have like three series going on with them. There's uh, the first one that I started was I would take a, a fairy and it would be a single color fairy. So if it's the color purple, I would do different shades of purple all that would make up the entire fairy, her wings, the outfit, everything. And then I did a, um, a black and white series where everything was black and white except for one color. So their wings would be like if it was a green fairy, her wings would be green and then I would toss in some green throughout the piece here and there, but it's mostly black and white. And then the next group I did was uh, performer fairies. So I've done um, like a clown fairy and a uh, what was it? a hooper fairy. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, mostly it's just kind of standalone pieces. If I get enough together, one day I would like to do um, like a some kind of book where you have the images and maybe a little story to them. Um, but that, I think that's as far as I would go. Um. I know, like, artists, like, you, you talk about people coming up to your convention wondering if you did the artwork. One of the mm -hmm. things I like to do on this podcast is I like to ask, like, a series of questions that most artists don't like to be asked. Okay. Okay. And one of them is, uh, and get your reaction to it, and the first one is one you talked about before, is, like, uh, did you really do this? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite question of all time, and I usually uh, mess with people when they ask me that question. Um, I uh, let's see, I've I think I've told a couple of people that I've stolen it, <laughs> um, or that I just wandered up to this booth and, and started selling stuff. Um, I I really like to mess with people when I can because it usually breaks the ice with people. 
Um, so if I get a little bit of a weird question like that or that one directly, uh, I tend to mess with the people just to entertain myself and then break the ice and hopefully get them to look through the stuff and everything. Um, if they catch me at bad times, it, it's, uh, you know, the show's not going well or just, you know, I'm not in the mood for it. Uh, I, I've had told people that, uh, I think I've told a couple of people, no, it's not my work. <laughs> and then they just kind of look at me and they walk away. I'm like, cool, I don't have to talk to you now. Uh, another question that uh, artists have told me they get a lot is, like, uh, can I have this for free? <laughs> another great one. I've had um, I've had people straight up walk up to me um, at shows, and that's, that's usually, like, the – the to ta- that that shows me it's time to leave for the day um but i've had people like walk up and they go what's for free and i'm like my card and they're like <laughs> and they'll grab like three of them and i had one lady one time she asked me that question and then she she because i have bigger i have two different size cards and i have a bigger one that's like a postcard and she grabbed two of them she goes can you sign these and i go sure <laughs> and i put my signature on him and she left i'm like okay there it is uh yeah i always hate that question because it's like do you walk into mcdonald's and, and go hey what's for free uh because they won't tell you to get out but most of the time all you can get is ketchup and some straws but you know it, it's just a, a very to me that's the ultimate sign of disrespect to whatever what other or what any other booth you would walk to, be it the Funko Pop people, um, toy vendors, uh, clothing vendors. I mean, why would you go and go, oh, what's for free? I would never do that. On uh, it, it drives me nuts every time. Uh, another phrase that likes to be thrown around by people, and mm-hmm. on the surface, it's not a bad word to use with artists, but mm-hmm. how people use it, and that's when they use the word hobby. Hobby. Um, hobby does not bother me because a lot of people will ask me, um, they will, I get the question more of, uh, is this your full-time job? And it is not for me. I, I work a full-time job Monday through Friday, um, 7.30 to 4.30. And then I come home and, uh, work at night, uh, for three to four hours on whatever this is that I do with the artwork. Uh, I mean, for some people you could view it as, Technically, it is a hobby. I make a little bit of money here and there, but the way the shows go, and I don't sell a lot of stuff online for whatever reason, um, it would be viewed more as a hobby. Uh, I view it a little bit more as a um, uh, a second job at, at some points because yeah. of the amount of time I put into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another one that depends on the artists is like artists who have people come up and say, can you just draw me? <laughs> almost like somebody can draw you real quick and just give them a picture right and some people can do that i am not one of those um and i have a lot of people that just ask you know oh can i can you do a drawing of this or can you do a drawing of that my drawings are not that good um a lot i get a basic um uh what do you call it a basic outline of what i'm making with a little bit of detail here and there um but I don't do – like my work looks the best in a painting. Uh, I used to do uh, sketches on blank comic book covers, and um, I would do those with Copic markers. and do It would basically be a sketch with markers coloring it, mm-hmm. and it they looked all right, but I stopped doing them because they didn't look as good as the paintings I did. 
So most of the time when somebody's like, oh, can you sketch me this or can you do that? I don't do it. Once in a while, if someone's like real nice and has come up and chatted, chatted with me for a little while, uh, I've been handed um, like sketchbooks and they collect sketches from different artists throughout the uh, the show or uh, many shows. So I'll put in a little doodle of like Stitch or one of the Ninja Turtles, something that's quick and easy. And I do a little sketch like that and uh, that's fun to do. But uh, yeah, it's as long as you're trying to pay for whatever you're asking for that's cool but if it goes back to if you're just oh can you sketch me or sketch this you know and then get it for free yeah come on (laughs) uh i wouldn't ask like specifics or anything but Mm -hmm. like i know a lot of people have this perception that artists at our conventions one that they get paid to be there and Mm. two is that they automatically make a lot of money like (laughs) automatically you, would you like to like break people's bubble about that a little bit? Oh, I would love to because that's that's my joy in life is to do that. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so every artist works a little bit differently. Every convention works a little bit differently. There now, if you're a big time artist like you know an actual Marvel Comics, DC Comics artist like uh, Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. It, everything works every show looks a little works a little different everything works a little differently but if you're one of those major guys where you're actually working for one of the big companies you can be invited as a guest uh you may get paid to be there that's you know give or take but you get if you're not getting paid to get be there you don't have to pay for your spot you're in there as a guest to sign the covers and then you can charge and blah 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 um and then occasionally an artist like myself can get a a, uh, a guest spot, which I've been invited to a couple of shows here and there where my table is free, but I still have to pay for all the other things. You know, I have to if it's out of town, I have to pay for a hotel. I have to pay for the food that, you know, that I eat. I have to pay for gas to get there. I have to pay for the prints that were printed. Um so most time when you see an artist in a vendor spot or an artist alley spot, that person has paid to be there. Uh, the artist alley is most of the time a little bit cheaper than a vendor spot, but they still can be very expensive, especially at these bigger shows. So you automatically have the cost of, <clears throat> excuse me, of um, paying to just be in that spot. Then you have to, like I said, pay if you're staying in the area. Uh, if it's an out of town convention, you got the hotel, you got food, you got gas, you got who else knows what would come up and then you have to pay for your prints to be there so you know i'm walking into i'm heading to atlanta comic-con in atlanta uh here in july and i'm i have to to break even i have to make and this is just roundabout throwing a number out there i have to make fifteen hundred dollars just to break even for what all i am putting in and that's i don't even think that's counting doing a new order of prints to make sure i have enough prints to sell at the show so I am not a happy camper until I hit that $1,500 mark, and then I have to make more to actually make a profit while I'm there. Uh, do you find it harder to make a profit in a big show or a small show? At a small show, um, a lot, uh, especially the last few smaller shows I've been to. Uh, a couple have surprised me, and I've made a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> it just de- Everything depends on the show. There's some small shows that have a very good fan base, like uh, Sci-Fi Bartow, uh, that's in Bartow, Florida, in the early part of the year. Um, that one's a very cool one because it's basically a street fair, street party mixed with a convention and mixed with sci-fi stuff. And uh, that one this, this year was really good. 
Um, it, I had a, there was a lot of people, and a lot of people were interested in original paintings, which is always great and makes me feel better because I'm selling originals, which yes is more uh, more of a profit for me. But it's just nice that people just want you know the original stuff and not just a little print of whatever I make. Um, so yeah, it just that show went really well this year. But last year I got rained out and had to close up early. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go to uh, some other, some of these other bigger conventions, and the big conventions can really be iffy too. I went to one in Lexington, Kentucky, and barely broke even. And there was a ton of people there, but none of those people wanted to buy stuff from the artists and vendors because there were so many uh, celebrity guests there that they just flocked to the celebrity guests, mm-hmm. and we barely saw anybody. Uh. What trends do you think you've seen in conventions of like when it comes to artists? Hmm. Ah, that's a good question. Trends always seem to follow. Uh, I want at least one trend is a lot of them seem to follow whatever movie is coming out at that time, and uh, um, fans think that every artist is going to do exactly what has been out at that current time. Like I did a show. Um, <clears throat> right around when Black Panther was coming out and then came out and uh, people are like oh do you have a Black Panther print I go no and they're like oh well why not the movie was great blah, 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 blah. I'm like I haven't had an idea for a Black Panther painting you know <laughs> I can't create something if I haven't had an idea for it uh, but there are those artists that are you know paying attention to the big trends like what's very popular oh Deadpool's coming out next Deadpool tools two is coming out next month i gotta have a new deadpool print uh or the infinity wars is out this you know this weekend as we're recording this you know gotta get a, a thanos print out i gotta get this out I gotta do that. and that's like a lot of people are always interested to what i do because there's times where i do follow a trend like i'll go and see like i'll probably go and see infinity war this weekend and get inspired to do a painting from that but i'm not doing it just because infinity war is out I'm doing it because the movie was amazing or whatever it was, and this one scene caught my eye and a painting popped up into my head. Um, so is it, is it uh, hard to resist doing that, though? Like, hard to resist not just following the trends? Um, for me, it's not because I am always – my mind is always in a different place than everybody else's. Um, so I kind of just do whatever I'm in the mood for. Um and I, I tend to ignore the trends. Um, but it is annoying when a fan comes up and thinks that they they can tell you what you're what you should create. I had a lot of that at a last couple of conventions. It's like, oh, do you have this or this? No. Oh, you should really do that. You would sell a lot. Or they'll ask for this obscene character, and not not even not obscene, um, obscure character that is relatively known but like this is the only person in like six years that has asked me if i've had this character and they'll go oh you should really do that character because it'll sell a lot and it's like you're the only guy that has asked for this character (laughs) uh when you go to conventions outside of your own stuff what's your favorite thing to do um like outside of my own area or yeah like your favorite thing about conventions outside your own work oh okay gotcha gotcha um well the first thing that comes to mind and it's actually not inside the convention it's usually outside the convention is um 
uh, a mix of between exploring the area that we're in and then uh, checking out the food, local food places. My wife and I love checking out local eateries, and um, uh, she's mo- at pretty much every convention I'm at, she is with me. So if we go, we were just in Savannah uh, late last year, uh, Savannah, Georgia, <clears throat> and it was our first time up there. So we explored the area, checked out the historic district of Savannah, and got to eat at a Scottish pub, which was delicious. Uh, that's what we usually try to find is uh, some kind of pub because they always have the best food. And uh, I think every place that we have gone to, we have found at least an Irish or Scottish pub to eat at. It's like our little uh, a little game we play with ourselves. It's like, can we find one? We're, we're in the middle of nowhere. Are we going to find one? And we, uh, we tend to. So uh, that, that's probably one of my favorite things. Uh, Savannah is a really cool place. If you get a chance when their art school does like one of their art festivals, you should check it out up there. It's really nice. Yeah, I hope to go back up there again. We uh, we absolutely loved Savannah. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we barely got to check out all – like we could go up there every month for a week and, and like still have food places to try out. It's, uh, it's an lo- awesome area, lots of art, lots of art shops. And uh, it, it was really cool being up there. Uh, who are some of your influences with your art? Uh, that's always hard to, to um, think of because uh, when I was younger, I I looked at a lot of art but never really paid attention who was doing it. Uh, the last – like when I started going to conventions because I didn't start going to conventions until I moved to Florida about 10 years ago. And um, uh, I started – actually paying attention who was doing the artwork and things of that nature uh i really like uh, amanda connor she does um her and her husband jimmy um palmiotti they do they were the ones that brought back harley quinn into her own comic and was like the big push for that uh i love her art style i love the way she draws harley and and the cute faces and style and everything um, J. Scott Campbell is another cover artist and uh, artist that I've uh, I've loved his work. I have several of his pieces or uh, his covers signed and framed in my art cave. Um, so those are two big influences I have. Um, Mike DeBalfo is another one. He draws um, he draws a lot of girls in um, interesting uh, settings and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, those have been in, in the last few recent years. Uh, I've really liked them, their, their styles. You talked about cover artists earlier. Do you have mm-hmm. a favorite cover artist? Um, I would have to say off the top of my head, it would be J. Scott Campbell. He, his are always very cool. Um, I love he draw the way he draws and the style of his characters is just so cool. And he's got like you can he's one of those ones that you see the face and even the nose of a character and you're going, oh, that's J. Scott Scambles. You, you just automatically know just from the nose. Um, so he's he's probably up there in my uh, in the top one. Uh, what do you think is your biggest influence outside of art? Um. I don't know. I take a lot of influences from just about everything, and it, it, my mind is always going 100 miles a minute. Um, I, I'm really influenced. I, I would say music's a big influence of what I do and, and my mood. Uh, I listen to pretty much everything. Uh, my iPod is um, 
you would swear several people had control of my iPod instead of one. Um, so uh, I will play. I'll get home and I'll be in a certain mood to do something, and I'll put on hard rock, or I'll jump to jazz, or I'll jump to rocking country, or um, reggae, or ska, or you know. So that kind of gets me into the different moods of, and, and I think has changed or influenced the style of a painting because I'm listening to whatever music I'm listening to at that moment. Hmm. Uh, to wrap this up, and thank you for like agreeing to talk with me. Of course. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, where can people find you again online? Um, so the easiest way to find me is joshbauerartist.com, and Bauer is B-A-U-E-R, like uh, the guy from 24. Mm-hmm. Um, that will get you to my social media. Um, when I put everything together, it's a little scramble because, like, my Facebook is JB Designs, and Designs is D-E-Z-I-G-N-S. Um, but on Instagram, I'm J Bauer Art. So the easiest way to find my Facebook, Instagram, uh, I have a YouTube as well, and you can actually see time-lapse videos of me creating paintings. Uh, I just put up the Doctor Strange one this week. Um, so, yeah, just head to joshbauerartist.com. Oh, cool. And I uh, seen you're uh, going to be on Twitch. Didn't I yeah, see? I just started messing with Twitch. Um, I think that one is under J Bauer Art. Uh, if you find my Facebook or Instagram, it'll uh, it'll link you over to there. I just did my first live stream of Twitch uh, this past Friday, I think, and uh, trying to get into more of the live stream and everything. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of it's a little bit of a learning curve, and I think I need a better uh, camera because I'm doing it off my phone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it went really well. I had some people checking it out, and hopefully I'll be able to build that up a little bit more as we go. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Cool. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. fan of the classic Valiant comics? Do you miss Magnus meeting up with Fry? Do you remember when Solar was doing uh, adult things with EXO? Well, okay, no, that didn't happen. But you just never know what could have happened in the Valiant book in those days. From issue to issue, it was the best comics company going. So, if you've ever dreamed in Barry Windsor Smith pencils, you might just want to check this out. I wish I was brave on Tin Pod Radio.